Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, guys. Welcome back to the Full Time Devils podcast. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, YouTube, wherever you're tuned in today. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you're rating, subscribing, reviewing, liking, and all that jazz. Today, we are joined by myself, Adam McCola, Jay, Andy Tate, and of course, Gaz. Drinkwater is in the house as well. Um... Getting closer to the deadline, um, obviously, when you're listening to this, the deadline might have passed um, by now, but we're getting closer to the deadline as we record this. And as it stands, we're knocking back bids for Smalling. We're not signing anyone else. Harry Maguire was the last bit of yeah. business. Um, lads, how are we all feeling it about it all? What, what do you reckon the chances are that we sign someone else in the next 48 hours? Or less than well, 48 it's, hours. It's, it's about... Or is it 36 20, hours? 25 hours. Well, 28 hours we've okay. got now. 28 hours left of the transfer window. I, I don't know, man. I think there might be a little twist in the tail there. I, I had, you know what? I had this weird feeling that there's defo and midfielder coming. <laughs> and, but now we're too late. Now. People listening to this after deadline is <laughs> deluded. Listen to them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think there might be someone. We need someone, obviously. We all know that. Yeah. But I think there might be another midfielder come out of it. We just wasted te- what was it, twelve hours on Ericsson? How, well, how, what was how, that about? Was that nonsense? This this Dybala and Ericsson bit bored on a Monday. Dybala and Ericsson though <laughs> Let's were both try and get weird Erickson ones. For a bit. They were they were going for a little bit and then they just vanished completely. And now with the, the, they're telling us both of those deals are off. But how how can Lukaku? What, what's the situation with Lukaku then? Because if Inter don't come in for him and he still goes Juventus, then what are they going to give us some money for him, or is it going to be a swap deal still? What? Whatever happens with Lukaku now, once the window closes, if he goes, we're not replacing him. No, and that's no. a big problem yes. for United. Yeah, I agree. Do you think with the whole Lukaku thing? Do you think can you see because that Italy's window shuts after hours, doesn't it? September the second, so, yeah. I think. So but September. It's still a three week window for Europe, isn't it? Do you think like that maybe Inter or ever thinking right, we'll get him after the win the English window shots, we can still get him sort of thing. But I think and, and been, he's uh, doing he's just being a bit of a muppet because he thinks, well, he is I'll a just muppet. force it. <laughs> what does Why he is, need to do to force it? We've already clearly accepted that he's leaving. 
But like, obviously, the the, the money if Inter can't pay for you, then sorry, mate, you gotta stay where you are. And the the thing that I'm unhappy with, we hear people talk about Paul Pogba, um, and whatnot, and he 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 probably did wanted a transfer this this summer. Um, I'm not gonna say he probably doesn't want to play for Man United because I believe deep down somewhere he he wants to play for Manchester United, but he wants to leave United for the sake of winning trophies. We're not going to be winning trophies anytime soon, unfortunately. Well, you know, we might win the league this season, but that's a little <laughs> bit of a push. <laughs> you got us down for the quadruple, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, don't ruin the preview for the people at home. We did a right. season preview Half earlier. Three cups. <laughs> That'd be nice. Mm. So I just feel Lukaku's just taking the piss a little bit. And I just think Pogba, yeah, great with him. You know, it's not ideal. He wants to leave. But he's got his head down, not missed a session in pre-season, kept going. And if he's still a Man United player, I have no doubt he'd work hard for us. I used to think Lukaku was that kind of guy. Mm. You know, because when his form was out the window, when fans were on his back, when, you know, he was getting picked out wide or whatever, he's still putting a shift for us a little bit. And I just feel he's just a bit of a prick. Do you know what? You're right, because I remember Lukaku, me and Tommy were sitting with Old Trafford, always joke about the fact that, you know, when you chant his name, you'd acknowledge it. Almost all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he'd wave to the fans. Like, strikers don't normally do that because they get yeah. chanted quite a lot. Like, Rooney ever did it, or very rarely. But look, how he used to, like, give you a wave and all that. Like, you could see he looked grateful. Like, you say he looked hungry. Mm. He'd try, you know, no matter, even if his touch and all the rest of it was letting him down, he looked like a player who gave a shit. When we scored, he'd go mad celebrating. He looked like he cared. So it really surprises me the way he's gone about it because I think his, his attitude and the way he's gone, he's acted. With the stuff he's been posting on social media, yeah. stinks. I think maybe Ollie's just said to him, if you're going to be here this season, you're going to be a first team. You're not going to be a first team. You're not going to be in the 11 every week. And he just cannot wrap his head around that. He's I think that's saying, fair, though. Look for at a my goal like scoring him. record. Like, look, I've done it at the top level. I've done it at the World Cup. I've done it, done it for Belgium. And then you're like, yeah, but did you watch? Did, did you actually watch your games back last season at times? There were at times last season where we didn't even look like a proper footballer. I know this, I've, I've said this on a podcast before. I don't think Ollie handled him very well. In terms of his playing, playing him, he played him, he dropped him right, which is fair enough because Marcus and Marshall was obviously his preferred, and Jesse was preferred three or whatever. He brought him back in. He scored. I think he scored six in three games, didn't he? Then he dropped him. Then he was playing like almost out wide. Didn't really get a chance, and I was like, he just don't think he's been managed that well in terms of like. I thought when we needed him, when he deserved the game, he didn't get one. But there's no for me. There's no excuse for for the, the way he's been acting. What do you make of Lukaku, Andy? I think he's like he's dug himself a grave now, and he's gonna have to lie in it if he can't leave in the next twenty four hours. And um, he'll be moaning all season, and he's not being professional about it. He's just not being professional. Professional players knuckle down, get on with it. Like I say, Pogba wants to go, but he's been professional. He's getting on with it, and. Um, Lukaku, like I say, he's dug a grave for himself, lying it. Got no sympathy for him at all. Mm, I think I'd agree. I think he's just got a port with being a bit bit choice strike. For the what I would season. like to see from him is if we didn't sell him, which I don't think is going to happen now. When you see him training with Anderlecht and all this What's kind of stuff. What's that all about, by the now, way? Look, from a, from a professional point of view, you can understand it from Lukaku. He wants to stay fit. But also, if you want to stay fit, United. if you want to stay fit, go back to Carrington. Yeah. The problem is, you've, like Andy says, you've made a bed for yourself now where you've been revealing stuff about your teammates that they probably didn't want to reveal. Um, you've probably got a bollocking for that from the from the club. Definitely. Yes. And now, you, you, you've, you know, your tail's between your legs and you've scarped back off to Belgium. Um, 
He just needs to go, I think. But it's a shame because as a plan B, as a backup oh, option, yeah. as an even... I don't think some the, the level of striker is Lukaku is he should be a backup for anyone. Hmm. He should be the striker that you kind of build your team around. And that's what he clearly wants. But imagine if we had him as a result, he didn't leave and we had him as a backup to Rashford, to Martial, coming off the bench or starting every other game or whatever. That's a great striker to have in totally your, your, your complement of strikers. So it's a weird one. I'd be more than happy for him to stay. But after all of this, not anymore, really. It's yeah. Kind of, you don't do you think it, as well, it? there's um, an element of what sort of an example is he setting? You've got all these youngsters we were talking you know, about the youngsters coming through and all the rest of it. He's a guy that's just gone about everything a completely wrong way. Pretty much under man manager, spat his dummy out of his teammates, just been a bit of a muppet on He's playing like Falcao did for us, though, and he speaks like he's Latin. <laughs> it's a, it's, it, it is mental, it is, it is mental, like it's, it's nuts. I don't know how he, how he goes up, like, he's got an incredible, credible, like, bruv, if you don't see your own first touch, I don't know what he's, and I don't like to dig out of that because, you know, it becomes a little bit of a, it, they, of just yeah. a thing where it just becomes that, but it's true as and well. You know, you like to see confidence as well from strikers, especially. You know, you, you, they should always think they're men, no matter what fans are saying. About I think them. he feels disrespected by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, I think I he feels Give you've got a far. you've got I a think manager. That's how he feels. No, no, I, I think I. I think he feels that. I don't think that. I'm not saying, right. that. but I think he f- thinks. Totally agree. A manager's coming that probably isn't worth. He probably thinks you're Man United manager. I've just been up, I've just been firmly up Mourinho's ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. So he, I think he's seen Ali come in. He's changed from Lukaku. You're no longer first choice. Rashford and Martial's first choice. And I think that's probably he's probably thinking Rashford don't score as many goals as me. Hmm. Martial and he's right to think that because they don't. But they offer more in terms of performance. Do you, do you, do you see anything into it as well? Like I don't know. And this is what I'm asking. Do you remember the Emirates when he, he passed it to Jesse? Jesse scores. <laughs> Like, that's mad disrespect, isn't it? Like, that's embarrassing. I just th- Do you see anything? Do you think that he's genuinely not liked by his teammates? Because no. to be stood there with your arms out and watch your teammate run past you and go and do a dance in the it's corner the flat. funniest video. Is I think Jesse just mate. had a plan. I think it looked really bad after he, oh, that's as it what unfilled. I mean, like, but I think Jesse knew, I'm going to dance, do yeah. this dance. You've got to put yourself in and the And Lukaku didn't know that he's going to go and do that yeah. dance. Put yourself so, in Lingard's body a second and just imagine it. Like You're just you're not even focusing on Lukaku, you're focusing yeah. on the corner. It just looks bad visually to see him sort of stood there. If I'm, if I'm in Jesse Lingard's body, I'm probably DMing Jenna Frooms right now. Sorry. What? You are? <laughs> what? What? Uh, I don't yeah, know just, what you're on about there, mate. Imagine him being Jesse Lingard. Oh, uh, right, so right, Lukaku... So Lukaku <laughs> might be going, but uh, as a backup option, we've still got Mason Greenwood in the team for the next season. How many games can we play a 17? Is it a mistake it? we haven't replaced Lukaku, assuming he goes? Yeah, yeah, totally, but it's too late to replace him but now. We're forgetting so someone else as well, though. Go well, we've got Sanchez. Wow, yeah, I am forgetting someone else. We are forgetting that, even though he's probably... For good reason. Before. For good reason, yeah, but we've got two backups in any other team in the world would get into just like that. Mm. But we've got, say, two, just two like B squads now, aren't they? And we're relying on youngsters to go forward, and that's the way uh, uh, everyone's happy about it. I mean, we've criticised Sanchez, haven't we? But what do we think of him as a backup option? It's weird because on paper, Lukaku and Sanchez at one point were the best strikers in the league. Exactly. The best strikers in the league. It's mad. The numbers, like, with Lukaku, they're still sick. 20, what, 26, 113 or some Premier League goals. 
His numbers like his numbers are incredible. Like, but he changed numbers. the way he plays for United. He's turned into this big lump up top. Doesn't move. Isn't quick anymore. Doesn't use his strength. He's gone. He's, he, when Memphis came, he went. He turned into this big. And it's like, bro, why are you going so hench? Like, yeah. Do you think that was? And I hate doing this because I think Jose Mourinho becomes a bogey man for everything. Mm. Sometimes it's like every problem we have with Jose. But do you think there's an element of Jose tried to make him into a player? No, nah, because wasn't. Memphis did that under Van Aar, but I kind of yeah, do you know, like, tried to turn him into Dragba. Yeah, like you, you're the, the the sort of like the the, the one that leads the line. Coach, you hold it up. Coach's instinct, that yeah. Maybe instead of playing him nice through balls like he was at Everton, that he runs onto. It was let's fire up balls. But if you him. remember. If you remember the first Still. season when Zlatan and Pogba were together. Yes. Zlatan should have had 40 goals that season. The way Pogba kept finding him, kept finding him, kept finding him. But the thing with Zlatan was he was moving. Yeah. Mm. Lukaku does not move. So you, you, can't, you can't blame. It's not like we kept pushing the ball out wide and swinging it in on his head because we didn't have the players to cross the ball in anyway. But when Pogba's on the ball, he was never moving. That's telepathy yeah, between sure. Pogba and Zlatan. We've, that, that is what we really miss <laughs> in this team. It's mad, isn't it? Like... Ever, I think out of all the players United have ever had, I think I've probably got the most rose tinted glasses for Zlatan because I just look back at him with such fondness and like. Oh, he's rubbish think, at the end, don't no, get me no, wrong. He was rubbish for a month like, or two at the end. He was amazing, he was great, but there was a lot of times when you were like. But what I liked about Zlatan was, was when he underperformed in terms of goals, assists, maybe just being a misfiring a little bit, he made up for it in movement off the ball, bullying defenders, making making it hard for. For defenders, I know I sound like David Moyes there, but it's like <laughs> they were always in a battle. Do you hey. know what I mean? He was always digging, like digging his elbows into someone. Do you know what I love about Zlatan? Right, he's the only player I've ever seen in my entire life have a shit game and score a hat trick. Yeah, I've never seen anyone do that before, and he did that. Like, if it was a penalty, a free kick, and a tap against Olympiacos. Yeah, it was like it was in the, I was can't remember. It was well, in the Europa. Yeah, he had a stinker, and yet he still scored three goals in the game. Like, which is great. Do you know what I mean? It's a sign of like. A, a sort of quality player if you can you just we all know he's Latin didn't we? we got him a bit late but um, just talking about like Lukaku um, I was reading an article in the Athletic um, Adam Crafton has written something in there and he was saying that um, Lukaku and Solskjaer just aren't even talking to each other yeah I can see that like I say I, I think that that's what it is when Solskjaer came in he said you're not my number one and he got really offended by that yeah. Which is a shame because Lukaku seems like a well, he is a really intelligent guy. The guy can speak about twenty six languages, and you just think he'd understand. He'd be able to watch his performances and understand where he's lacking. And it just seems like it's not even going in. And he's just thinking, oh, fuck yeah, you. It's a little bit of arrogance as well. I don't even think he'll be in. A, I don't even think he won't Luka be anywhere near stadium. Lukaku is arrogant. I don't I think he'll be Lukaku, he won't be at the stadium. Mate, he'll be in his Anderlecht shirt. But <laughs> I'll say this: your man will be top goal scorer in Serie A next year. Do you think though? What about Cristiano Ronaldo? Do you think United were right? Who's he? Never heard. Do you of think him. with all that in mind? No, yeah, obviously. United were right to pull the plug on the Dybala deal. Well, I was just, I was just going to mention that because Evra's been on Patrice Evra. We know he's close to Woodward. We know he's close to Ali. He's been on Instagram and he's put out there for all the football agents around the world. Manchester United will never be your bank account. You come here because you respect the badge and you die. And you want to die winning trophies? Has he been? Have we seen something going on at United this summer that maybe wouldn't have gone on last summer Definitely. or the summer before in terms of a Manchester United that has knocked players back I, that I, they feel 
aren't in it for the club. And it's weird because obviously footballers are all, it's all jobs, isn't it? Yeah. And we've still got footballers left on our cards that probably don't want to be but, here or are here for the wrong reasons. There's, but, there's two ways of looking at it, isn't it? Because I totally agree. I think we, we had the deal agreed with Dybala, but he was asking for too much money. He didn't seem like he wanted to be here. We said no. I think a similar thing's happened with Ericsson. Reports today saying that he had his heart set on Real Madrid. So Woodward's gone, but no, you're not coming Man United then. But Paul Pogba's there's, got his heart set Exactly, and there's Judy. two ways of looking at it. But you can also look at the way of the, the players that Manchester City signed from 2008 to 2013. Do you think they wanted to play for Manchester City? But it's the reasons they were signed. They were signed... Company as silver, part, No, no, but I'm not... Hear me out. They weren't signed just for the money. They, they, we didn't just go there because, oh, here's yeah. 100 grand a week. They went there because they had people telling them this is the project to be a part of. We're building a team that's going to win trophies. At Manchester United, I don't feel there's anyone giving that impression off from the directors, from the board, from 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 within, from outside of the manager and his team. I don't think there's anyone that stinks of success at Manchester United okay. that says, if you join me, we're going to win trophies together. You don't seem to get that impression. I, I think back to 2008. I think, in, in my head, in 2008, it was more unlikely that City were going to win the league in the next five years than it is now that United are going to win the league in the next five years. Yeah. I, I think I think we I think we can definitely win the league in the next five years if we do Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's plan. Just on, uh, on that Dybala front, Merton did an article, and uh, read this in the Athletic as well, about it, and he said that um, Dybala wanted to be United's second highest paid player Behind Sanchez. So United's top so, highest player. Yeah. Really. Um, so, but yet again, it, Sanchez's wages causing yeah, issues. And for it us. was about the demand so extreme, it threatened to bust even United's wage structure. That's mad. Now, I mean, that says it all, doesn't it, really, for starters, that um, he's asking for that sort of money. We know what happened with Sanchez. We know that that caused ructions. Me and you were talking, well, we were all talking about it, weren't we, with Pogba and all the rest of it. But uh, yeah, Mitten's written that. Um, in the athletic now that's just on the subject of that I don't know if you heard about the athletic they've signed up a few they're building like it's like um, they're building a dream team of, of journalists <laughs> I think Ornstein yeah Mitten um, Adam Crofton's gone over there there's quite a few over there now um, we've actually teamed up with them a little bit because you don't know not they're signing about them. me Signing Adam McCullough on a, a four-year contract. He's not on quite on the same money as Dybala. Best mates with Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird experience. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, what's I going on? even sounded like me for just a couple of seconds. I was like, weird, man. Who needs... We can, we can stop putting on the Taylor podcast. We'll just get uh, <laughs> market to do it. Um, Frightening. But, but yeah, they're new, they're new sports published in the UK. And they've got like... We say, no, we've got like a world-class team of writers. And people are admitting, you know you're going to get decent... Um, United coverage as well. So it's a subscription-based service. So like you sign up to it, so it doesn't mean you get don't get any ads or pop-ups or any of that jazz. Um, and we've got a code from them. So if you visit www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash FTD, that's all lowercase, you get a 30-day free trial and 50% off a year subscription, which makes it £2.50 a month. So if you use that code... Can, so what's um, that? Theathletic.co.uk slash FTD? Yeah, forward slash FTD, all lowercase... Um, Make sure you check out the T's and C's when you sign up to it. But it's yeah. a 30 day trial that you get with For it. Free, free 30 day trial, £2.50 a month. I mean, they're, they're athletic. They're, the slogan is Welcome to the New Home of Football Writing. So you check that out yourself. You'll see what they're big, on about. Big, big revolutionary thing, innit? Give yeah. it a go for a month. Give see if you want to be involved with Honestly, it. Honestly, we've been checking it out. Decent articles on there. And you know, like I said to you, with the likes of Mitten and a few others, you're going to get decent. United I think coverage. it is. That's, that's an interesting. I know it's going off topic, but that's. 
the athletic is interesting because I have often thought recently that traditional journalism is dead. <laughs> like newspapers is, is, are dead. Like, Don't say it. The way the sun get there. <laughs> BBC radio. I know shows. what you're gonna say next. <laughs> the way radio the sun, is dead. The, the, I don't think the radio is dead though because of driving. Um, but the way the sun get their figures up for the sales is they give millions away in airports and this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't actually sell as many as they claim to sell. So when they say they're the best selling newspaper, they're not actually. They are the most read because bell. There's a lot of bellends in this country. Yeah, don't buy the sun in my opinion. Like it's interesting now that you've got a subscription-based, online-based newspaper almost. Yeah. It's like a, it's an interesting... You know, what, you know what they've done though? Like, like someone without like, they're getting all this hype, a lot of people talk about them because they go out there and they get the top journalists, the top sports journalists that you know and you recognise and then they get them to write for you rather than coming along with clickbait, getting the clicks and then employing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it does worry me a little bit about journalists. Obviously, I'm a journalist. I was a reporter for years and it's a struggle. It was a struggle with with... You know, reporting. Then you and ended stories. up here. And then ended up <laughs> sat, <next laughs> saying, sat between Adam McCullough and Andy Tate. And it's like, <laughs> do you know what? I remember I always say this when um when we used to go out when I used to work as a reporter, we used to go out in um this this bus to schools. Don't worry, I've been CIB. I and um we used to talk to kids about getting into journalism. So uh, I remember we going to school once. Came and, to um, my school when I was yeah, ten. It did. And um he said like, Who's the most famous person you've ever interviewed, right? And that like, Name drop, but I said like you know Wayne Rooney or Clang. Like, yeah or D- David Cameron if you're in the politics. And one of them said, "Have you ever interviewed Andy Tate?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the sad thing was, I had. <laughs> I thought you were the sad thing was I hadn't. <laughs> no, I had highlight. Uh, so I was like, yes, yeah, they were loving it. Career highlight. Career highlight. Uh, but right. no, yeah, the ball is not happening. We know that Ericsson's not happening. We know that. Is there anyone else that could be under the radar? We don't know. It could be. Have you heard of anyone else, Mac? Come on, you're I, right, I, I said it. I, I said it this this last summer. If we didn't sign a, if we didn't sign a centre back, we weren't going to do anything. And I felt the same this this summer about a central midfielder and a centre back still. But what's happened is our ineptness in past windows is catching up with us in these windows. This window, we shouldn't have been relying on signing a centre half. We should have been focusing on replacing Matic. But instead, we, we because we, we we had homework left over from last week. You know what I mean? We had homework left over from last week. We got this week's homework, and we got next week's homework dropping in two days. So it's like trying to juggle all this and catch up. It's just not happening. And yeah, United, they've right. had all summer to do this, and it's it, it, Oli wanted it all done before the preseason tour, and it wasn't even done. But I don't, I'm not blaming Oli, by the I'm way. I'm not blaming Oli. I'm, I'm blaming, but he said recently. Oh, we've got no time left now. The deadline's here. I'm thinking, bruv, you just like know. Exactly. Ed Woodward knows transfer season's coming soon. Why not sound out Crystal Palace in April and say, yo, Palace, let's get these negotiations started right now for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Aaron Wan-Bissaka was always going to come to Man United. Harry Maguire was always going to come to Man United. These are easy deals that 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 have taken us all summer. We've got bankers that are negotiating transfers, not sports people. And all the... they want to pin this is, this is, last summer has caught up with them now they were embarrassed last summer and the team suffered for it and there was absolute uproar and they absolutely the penny dropped with him oh god what we're going to do we've got to appease the fans and now they're still doing it though it's penny pinching every penny counts at that club you got to wait you know what the whole going back to what you were saying then about the midfield <clears> it's madness you know and I think they get away with it right the fans saw some not all fans but some fans like believe the sort of narrative of like 
you know, we got rid of Fellaini and everyone was like, oh, he's not good enough anyway, who cares? Right, most people were. Then Herrera goes and it's like, oh, he's too greedy. We offered him a deal, but he was going to get more at PSG. So, you know, good riddance. When you look at it, you've lost two experienced midfielders who played a lot for Manchester United and you've not replaced them and it doesn't look like we're going to. And yes, you know, you've got Maguire, you've got Aaron Bissaka and Daniel James. That's not going to sort out your midfield problem. And as much as we, we rate Scott McTominay, I think we all do. No, I... Like, why have we not bought midfield? I like Scott McTominay. I see him as an ideal squad player. Right, there you go, a squad player. Right now, he's our first choice. That's what I mean. And it's like, I've got to the point where we've sold two first-team midfielders. And we're about to sell our main striker. Yeah. And um, not replace any of them. I think it's... I think That is fucking madness. I think your likes of uh, Pereira, Ollie really rates. And I think he's going to get loads of games next season. I love Who Pereira. I'm not sure about. He's absolutely mint. And him... Is he? Him, him and him and Fosu Mensa have long been my favourite youngsters to come out of that era of youngsters in the academy. But the thing with Pereira is, he's mint in pre-season when there's no pressure on. <laughs> yeah. He's mint in reserves when there's no pressure on and he can mess around trying to score corners. Whenever the big games have come for United, he hasn't delivered. He's the preseason Pirlo. He's amazing in Pirlo, uh, in preseason. Unless you play Soon. Southampton and score that 35 yards. Yeah, that's so about it. that's the thing about <laughs> midfield. There's too many questions. We could bring in a, we could have brought in a, say, Ericsson or a Fernandez or someone in that attacking midfield and maybe have got by with a Fred and a McTominay and Matic in defensive midfield. Fred? But we're, we're, Fred. we're lacking numbers. We're lacking numbers. We're lacking quality. We're the only midfielder that would get into any of our rivals is Paul Pogba. We're doubting these guys, man. We've had times in the past where Darren Fletcher's come in and done like nine, ten out of ten seasons. But for. Darren Fletcher Who had Roy Keane and Paul Scholes and, knows and, what like, so, and well, Owen Hargreaves. And, I'm saying there's players in our team currently, midfielders, who we've maybe not seen enough of to make our mind up on. Fred could have an absolute dynamite of a season this year. Too many question marks. There's so many question marks at the minute. You know what, we've not though? had a answer yet. Like, Who knows? It's like, right, you, you know, you mentioned that Dan Fletcher and you were saying about how he had a keen and all the rest of it. You can get away with bringing players through. We've always said this. When you've got a very good team of experienced international top quality players, yeah? So when you bring in someone like a Darren Fletcher to play alongside Keane or to play alongside Carrick or whatever, it's a lot easier. When you're throwing in Scott McTominay as your holding midfielder alongside an Emmanuel match whose legs have gone or... You're putting in a Pereira who the question marks whether he's a Premier League player is still there. In a team pressure that, on too many. Yeah. On, in a team that's made up of quite a few. And we used to be able to get away with being able to carry one player. You know, about six, mate. How many players? How many like Tom Cleverley's got a Premier League winners medal? No yeah. disrespect to Tom Cleverley. New right, but, yeah. Anderson's got about five. Do you know what I mean? Like why did these players win all these titles? It wasn't because they were amazing. It was because they were in a team full of superstars. Now we're not at that level. Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial for a Fergie side. I'm it. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, I, I wish I, those I, boys never spent two, three years with Mourinho, man. Look, and, I'm, and, and you know, we're, it's that easy for us to <laughs> criticise these players and think, you know, we've not seen a lot from some of these boys or we've not seen enough for us to be confident for the new season. But the players who, like you say, have question marks over them. We're not sure if they're good enough yet. I, which I, means I next just, season they could one person on, I know not Luke good Shaw enough. Matt could step up from last season. He had an all right season last season. Next season he could be brilliant. Our defence ain't an issue. Lindelof. Lindelof could be brilliant. Same with Fred. McTominay could step up. But this is the problem. We're relying on so many question marks yeah. coming good. If it was one or season. two, if it was like maybe Shaw will step up, even though I get where you come from defence, maybe Fred could be an answer. 
But you're saying maybe Shaw, maybe Fred, maybe McTominay, maybe, you know, and I don't even, know, maybe we can rely on one of the youngsters. It's just a lot to ask. Even players who have been here a few years, Marcus Rashford, there's still question marks over him in some respects. Yeah. Is, oh, he, six, is, oh, he, is he right time. to lead the line? Marshall, go on, go is he on, right to start saying. every week? You know what I mean? Oh, six, oh, seven time. Oh, six, oh, seven time for them boys. <laughs> I tell you what. Rooney Ronaldo season coming. <laughs> Rooney Ronaldo, six, oh, seven is Martial, Rashford, nine. You know what, right? People forget, right? Going back to like the old six, oh, seven season. Do you remember after 06, right? I'm not, not lying to you. When England got knocked out of the World Cup and Ronaldo winked, the amount of journalists who were saying Fergie should get rid of Ronaldo oh, yeah. was oh, a mate. joke, right? United fans were saying that. Get rid of him. He's a disgrace. He's overrated. He's I knew that wink at that time meant nothing to do with Wayne. Yeah. It was in the days after the game. Everybody was pissed and angry. No, and, and I that, think and you saw, said it, didn't you, Andy? You defending yourself? <laughs> I, I, I wanted Ronaldo. God, my fuck. Because <laughs> he was fucking with England. He just got shafted in the quarterfinals. You know what I mean? But but who cares? Look, we got this right. is what happened, this is the thing, yeah. Listen, Ronaldo. This is what happened. Rooney got sent off. Good, he should have got sent off. Rooney gets sent off. Walks off the pitch. Ronaldo's manager then says to him, "Yo, Ronnie, can push up a little bit now." You know, a bit more space, and he goes, no problem. Winks. That's that's all that happens. Something happened like that. Yeah, he went, you're missing. no problem. I mean, you know what English football fans are like. It's never our fault. And then, <laughs> also, secondly, United are greater than England. We, we all agree. Yeah. That so, doesn't stop people being yeah. England fans. So who though. cares about... You don't put England above United. It's that mm. simple. No, so Ronaldo is a United... So forget that. But there was rumours at the time he was going to leave anyway. But his house got vandalised, didn't it? There was rumours he was going to leave. Rumours that he wanted to leave. Those rumours that he wanted to leave. The press did what they did best with like United and England. Burning United shit with Ronaldo on. I remember saying Who? People were burning Ronaldo shit. I'm glad social media went No, not United fans, though. No, no, not United fans. But I just remember people. Rival fans. That's the Scousers that burn their own shirts, isn't it? With like Suarez Gerard. Gerard. When he wanted to go to Chelsea. So the gangster sat him down and told him, you're not going anywhere. Do you remember when Gerard wants to leave Liverpool and then he was like, yeah, I've had a change of heart. I really love this place, but not because you had like a bomb in the mail or something. Eight guys in balaclavas. Imagine that was when he wants to go Chelsea. Imagine he wants to go United or something. Nah, that's what I mean. Remember when Rooney thought he might be going to City? Yeah, some people turned on his wall as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rio's house when the... Mass geezers went to that's his house. That's what Rio. I mean. Real when he was um, he rejected a contract. Yeah, he was was a short, he got short, pictured yeah. with Peter Kenyon. Was that, was that when Reddish oh, started yeah. calling him Wobble Gob or something like that? So I go Wobble Gob. Reddish shoe was amazing, wasn't it? It was back in the day. Like, I used to read like um, the first time I bought Reddish shoe was by accident because I thought it was the official program. Mm. Like when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reading it on the way home, like yeah. Dad, <laughs> this program is wrong. Reddish shoe back in the day. Then I had it from every week after that. All the characters, Bertie Magoo, the bit. Jimmy Reeves, the man from Leeds. My my favorite one was the Sticky Fingers. What? The Jay Stan was the best one. That was the best one. Sticky Fingers, the thieving scouts. You know what I mean? But you know what's weird? Like, a lot of the cartoons that were in fanzines back in the day, like the jokes, are those jokes that you get sent a thousand times on WhatsApp by your uncle. And you're just like, God's sake. It's the kind of thing he loves. You know, I love fanzine humour. I love that humour. We miss fanzines, but the fanzines that are there, United We Stand and Red News, make buy sure it. you support them. Buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're at the Grand, buy it. Buy the fanzine. Because the thing is, like, 
half time. You can't get any signal anyway. You need something to read. To and the official magazine's like, we're sitting sixth in the league and the official magazine's like talking all when, happiness. Um, yeah, I know. We don't want that. When Valau was manager, me and Summer were doing the quiz out United we stand and everyone was joining the rules in the middle of the game. We were sat with a quiz and everyone was joining in and it was like halfway through the first half because the football was that dire. I can see that. It was like, oh, I know that one. Yeah. It's a Bob yeah, quiz oh, uh, Matt Robbins. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah. We sat there for like 20 minutes just did the quiz. Mega. So, yeah. <sighs> Hopefully we won't be doing that this season otherwise the wheels have proper come off. It's good fun, man. Yeah, man. Um, if you're watching this before or you're listening to this before deadline day is done, we've got a whole host of stuff on the YouTube channel for you. We're going to be live throughout the day. We don't know how we're doing this. Whether it's one, <laughs> one continuous stream from 12 to 5, 2 to 5. But it's going to be... We'll something. be on I've done one of these before. We've done this before on transfer deadline day. Like, yes, let's do a live stream all day. You signed fucking no one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I did it, was it me? The last was it me couple of years. Yeah. It was me. When, the city it? announced Guardiola, didn't they? On deadline day in January. They, they announced That's it. I remember that. that. Yeah. No, it wasn't deadline day. No, it was a deadline day. Was it? Oh, was it? About, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of when they announced. Ja- January, when they announced deadline day, um, City Pe- announced Pellegrini, Pellegrini was leaving because I was. I remember I was at the press conference. I remember that. that. One of the first deadline days we covered. There was no live streaming then. Um, so we just recorded like four or five different videos throughout the day. United never signed anyone. So it was just me sat in a room recording loads of different videos trying to talk about things like... It was when we were really... It was just... It was... Yeah, deadline I think day it was David Moyes' first summer that, or that, first... Oh, not first summer, the first January that was. Oh, the first January. So got, oh, but we got Matt, didn't we, before the deadline? Yeah, halfway right. through, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we got Fellaini the window before. Yeah. That, that deadline day under Moyes, in terms of just comedy value and entertainment was probably the best because you had like the imposters for the Ander Herrera thing <laughs> you had the half ten bid for Fabio Quantrao and then he was crying it was just you know when you only know you wanted something for half an hour but you're still really gutted when you don't get it <laughs> it was just like it was just madness and it was like a couple of years ago you see on deadline day you see the, sca- uh, the Arsenal fans when they sound Me- Mesut Ozil and they think oh yeah I've got to do this got to do that <laughs> yeah and that is, it's true as well because you, a lot of times you hear about there's players you really gutted about missing out on and you look at them now and it's like where are they where are they I now? know man I know like, do you know what I mean like, there's, there's so many players and you think about it over the years that you've been gutted to miss out on Somebody threw a dildo you know on Skywalk. No, so remember just that how in the guy's ear. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best well, Sky deadline days. The best bit about it yeah. is, you know, you go to Watford, see the fans there, go to Chelsea, go to United, and then it's like, and now over to Stoke, and it's just the gremlins <laughs> behind but, but the like, presenter. Do you remember when they were like cheering? I think it was it Cameron Jerome or someone they bought. We've got like one goal in his career, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up in a tag. <laughs> That's going to be us when we sign Lukaku and sign yeah. Cameron Jerome and a free. But I, do you know what? The deadline day that always smashes it for me, even though it's actually the beginning and the end. So it should have been sad because City bought Rubinho. Yeah, that yeah. was like. That I, was I cool. remember the picture through Old Trafford yes. through the glass. Yes. Where it was really yeah, shaking dark. Out it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the suggestion that Fergie went to Manchester Airport to pick him up? Was, yeah. yeah, I think that was nonsense. But, but I like but, to say that it was good was because it was exciting. It was funny as well because I, I remember like all the shit was going on with City had just got all this money and were trying to buy anyone they could. 
And then like Rubinho, because he wanted out of Real Madrid so badly, he didn't even know where he was going. He was like, he thought he's got a Chelsea didn't he? Do you remember his press conference when he said, as soon as Chelsea came in for me, I was happy to leave. <laughs> someone said, you've signed for Manchester City. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, them as well. <laughs> and like, they got Rubinho. And he like, went to the Etihad and you had like three people outside the Etihad go, yeah, we got Rubinho. That was, was like, the oh, maddest thing. Robbing their caca tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Why is, what is he doing there? Caca, Torres, Ronaldo, no, Henri, they were getting them all. That's what I mean. You were bidding for everyone. But if you remember Blackburn when the Venkis first went in, letting, in, <laughs> letting Indians down. By the way, these Venkis. When Venkis oh, first got know. in, their first, then they were linked immediately to Beckham and Ronaldinho. Um, and Ronaldinho Wait, was, was in Venkis? talks. It was. Do you know where the Venkis? Do you know what? Do you know why the Venkis sent Venkis coming. Because you remember when we played? You'll know this because you love him. We played Blackburn and Berbatov scored five goals and we won seven one. Mm. The Venkis invited all the mates over, right? Because I used to cover Blackburn as a reporter. They invited all the mates over to, from India to Old Trafford. And we're like, we bought Blackburn. This is our club playing Manchester United. We're at Old Trafford. This is us. And we got absolutely battered 7-1. <laughs> this Back is to the shit. Who's the manager? He's gone. Get Steve Keenan. <laughs> Steve Keenan! Fuck off, Steve What Keenan. a blast from the past, Steve Keenan. <laughs> Not heard that name since he was a manager. I like playing this game with people. Just say random names from football past. That's mad though. That you, that you haven't heard of in a long time. Steve. Like Phil Babb. <laughs> Jason McAteer. Jason, oh, mate. Benito Carboni. Remember him? Oh, he was good. Mate. Gold boots. Muzzy, is it? Leicester City. That reminds me of one season when I used to collect fancy Premier League ticket stickers. Muzzy, is it? Was in every fucking pack. I used to have this problem with El Juf. I remember right. the card, the exact card, and his smile looking back at you every time. Every you single it out. time. I, you know what? Right. El Juf was just on a different level. I'd have loved him at United. Really? No, just he, mental. He, he Not when he spat at me in his Hey, you know what, right? Yeah, you know what? We're talking about El Juf, and it's reminded me. Should no, we no, talk we're talking bit... random football names. Right, well, should we talk a little bit about, I don't want to bring the tone down, but the situation at Bolton. Situation at Berry, right? What's happening with those? With the two? wanky wanderers, right? Two football. Haven't got clubs like four first team players that have an in incredible history in this city, and how it has been mm. allowed to get to this situation where they don't know when they're going to be playing, they don't know if they can play the players, they don't know if they're going to be a football club even for much longer. I don't understand it with the amount of money in the English game that any club can get like that, especially a club like Bolton. We were in the Premier League not long ago. I want to. I want to. I understand when people say there needs to be fail-safes in place to stop this from happening in football and protections. I disagree with that because ultimately football clubs are businesses. Hmm. So football clubs are businesses and an owner just absolutely fucks them up. You can't then just bail them out. I don't think football Do you, know, you can't just bail them out. Like, so it doesn't make sense. But I understand, like, there needs to be more done in terms of vetting people who buy. Totally. Products. This is now with this fit, yeah, with this fit and proper stuff. I think it's absolute rubbish. Anyone can buy a football club. Like, the, the, it's it's just just nine all the time, and that's where it needs year. to be resolved. Where who buys football clubs and how they get and how they get vetted, rather than ah, oh, football needs to save these clubs. Because no, I, no I, ultimately, football doesn't need to save these clubs. Why should clubs that have why, why should clubs that have managed to run themselves properly and be financial, financially sensible 
have to bail out another business that has just gone broke. We're, saying, does, we're saying this as Manchester United fans, no, no, about no, 700 no. million but pounds imagine, in debt. Imagine Tesco goes broke tomorrow and literally like, oh, yeah, oh, but I know what you mean. Oh, well, te- I'll save Tesco you. doesn't have uh, thousands of fans who turn up every That's week. It has millions of customers. It, it, you know, it, mean, it means a lot to them in the heart. If you you tell Tesco, that to Betty who goes there every Friday? Yeah, but if they lose Tesco, they go Sainsbury's instead. If you lose your football club, you're not going to start following No, I know that, but ultimately they are businesses. And if they are mismanaged and they're running to the ground, then you can't expect free money. They shouldn't to be save classed them. as they shouldn't be classed as no, normal business. It's got a pie. They're, they're, impor- a pie, they're too important to the community. Yeah, exactly. If your town hasn't got a football team, it wipes off the map. You you, you lose your identity. There needs to be more involved in fan ownership. Yes, and more protections in place for people who are taking over clubs. Maybe there needs to be a central bank account you know, where they leave X amount of money, just so you know that you can afford wages and so on for an extra year if you end up with zero pounds. Maybe is, something like that needs thing, to be mate, done. Because you're talking about it, right? You know, the prim and proper person test, whatever, is a load of garbage. We've seen clubs at the lower end. Was it Chester who went under and started to start again? Yeah. A different club. It were like being used for money laundering. We've seen like, you know, just people who've just got no money saying, yeah, we'll buy this club. Like at Pompey, where they had a owner after owner and then it was just administrator. Pompey, was that under Julius Caesar? That's how we pronounce it in Salford, don't you know? Pompey. <laughs> and it's like Play I know what you're saying about now you're saying like oh we should help them out or bail them out and it's like you know you know it's like the banking crisis not to get all deep but why should we all bail out people that have just look at Coventry City well? look you know at, what I mean they're playing their own games now at Birmingham at St Andrews yeah yeah St Andrews so basically the, the town hasn't got a football team you've got to go out it 10 miles up the road to go and watch your football team when you it's not in the city centre You because they have to rent the ground it's for like some, America when they uh, you know what I mean yeah let's move teams just Move the franchise over to the other side of the world. <laughs> other side of the country. Don't Which be the You won't put it you know. past them gobshites at Old Trafford to move the club and fucking move it somewhere else. And uh, if it's possible... I don't think that works. It won't happen. Bring uh, it to Cheshire. You know, like Cheshire in the Simpsons Cheshire when you get, United. You get a helicopter just come up and pick the stadium up. <laughs> <laughs> the ice Stand the M6. Yeah, the ice <laughs> Yeah, remember that. Yeah. Oh, God. I blame Manchester City. You know? Random it's, football it's, names. It's all their fault. If, if this season goes like it <laughs> is, then I hope Darren Ockerby. Darren Ockerby. That's a great. That's a great name, Darren Ockerby. James Beatty. Oh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Oh, I remember a three-all draw. Claudio Ranieri's first game at Old Trafford. First game as Chelsea manager. I was at that match. We drew three-three. I was devastated then. When we used to draw games, it used to feel like a defeat to young. Yeah, Adam. that that was the that was our team. T- from 99 to 2001, we could not be touched. We were the fucking top dog in fucking English football. And you could go the to the stadium, you could go to the stadium and go, we ain't going to lose this. Walk out with a smile on your face. But like I say, when we drew with that, I thought, fucking hell, feels like a defeat, 3-3. I Chelsea. remember losing against um, 2001 FA Cup, or 2000, 2001, when Bartes did that to the Canyon. And I remember leaving like, there was the first defeat I saw United not, really that wasn't no 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 the first I saw United lose 3-0 against York City actually oh shit oh, yeah. that was cold blooded murder that, that he, was in, he was in the York City team he went on to win the Champions League with Manchester United Jonathan Green oh he's got it what was your first oh, game from your first mate. game my first game was Southampton in the mid 80s but I don't remember it very well other than Peter Shilton was in that for Southampton and I recognised him off the telly because I was only about five. But the p- first game I remember properly was in the Rumbelows Cup against the Scousers and we won 3-1. And Mark Hughes scored an absolute worldie from about 25 yards. Can I remember my 1983 United v West Bromwich Albion, Arthur Graham, got two. Uh, Gordon McQueen, actually I was stood at the front 
with my dad and uh, gone McQueen is, I was waving at him and he's like give me the thumbs up when you're like six, yeah, seven, eight years old you buzz off that eight years old what's your first game? Sheffield Wednesday we won oh, Scolzi scored as well uh, I was about five, six but Sheffield Wednesday I always have a thing for Sheffield Wednesday I think 2001 or 2002 when was it that we played Leverkusen at Old Trafford and we drew but it knocked us out the Champions League oh, oh, 2-2 draw with yeah, Balak yeah, scored yeah. And I, I was at I was at that that was my first year. You were at the game. old traffic game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was Balak scored in so that game. It was the and, first uh, leg. It was the first leg, wasn't it? We had to go over there to win. Yeah, uh, and then um, when we went there, Forlan hit the bar. Was yeah, in the last on? minute, oh. off the line, in the last minute as well. So oh, like, oh. What's, what's that? By Leverkusen, we went out and away. Then that away, was my first away, game. Wait, wait, off. Arsenal won the league at Old Trafford. Remember that? We lost a couple of semis. Dortmund knocked that one semi. Dortmund, Monaco. We might make him up to me in a club once. He went. There's a guy over there in the Dortmund top. He's going to get done in at the end of this night. (laughs) (laughs) What? Allegedly. Allegedly. Nothing happened to him. We were only 17. Give us a break. (laughs) We're only 17 with shanks. (laughs) (laughs) Random football names, go. Oh, fucking don't put me on the spot. I don't know. David White. Oh, Oh, mate. Dean Saunders. Oh, um, Adiakin by Pierre Van Oydonk. Oh, that's a name. Nigel Rio Coca. Oh, that's a great one. Remember when he was linked with United for a long time? Shaka Hislop. Shaka Hislop. I'm just thinking that West Ham FA Cup Best black goalkeeper ever. Shaka Hislop. <laughs> Shaka Hislop was, <laughs> was an absolute tank, mate. I'm a, does Tim Howard not qualify? Maybe. I got Tim Howard signed. Saying that, I'll never forgive Tim Howard for Portal. I've got Tim Howard signed Tim fucking gloves. Howard. Signed them worn gloves, Tim Howard. So if anyone wants to buy them off me. He's a free quid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I used to remember? I used to love watching him when we'd have a free kick to defend. And he'd just be there swearing at everyone. <laughs> just like no. standing there, lining up this free kick. Sorry if anyone's got Tourette's. But it was funny, like just watching him there. Like, just nah, we don't mean it in an offensive way. It's like, fuck shit. Do you know what's <laughs> funny as well? What's going on? you got Tim Howard signed gloves. My missus got a signed Romelu Lukaku top. Oh yeah, actually won at full time yeah. Devils quiz. That definitely wasn't fixed. She's like, "That's you know, what should I do with this?" So just fucking sit in the bin. Then she's like, "Can I get the writing off it?" Oh, imagine that getting an autograph. Oh. Yeah, will it come off? We'll just wear it and wash it until yeah, it goes. Like, don't can do that. that. It can be done. I still got my Mourinho Sanchez. Who's the one player though, Maka? Talk about random footballs. United. We're linked with that we didn't get Patrick Clivert that you regret the most. Patrick Clivert, yeah, Andy Tate, <sighs> and Ronaldinho. Actually. Yeah, I know that's what I mean. In Ronaldinho. my lifetime, he's the main. But Patrick Clivert was when I was a kid. I remember just before we signed Dwight York, I was it was like, oh, fucking Clivert's gonna come to you. He's gonna come to United, and then he went to Barcelona, didn't he? He went to Barcelona. I remember he's all we, we were all yeah. chanting to him in '99. You should have signed for a big club. And then Dwight York came to us, and I was upset. Like, oh, we're signing a bloody Villa striker, like Villa as shit, like. Who cares? And the Dutch lad obviously oh, went to Bayern Munich. With, oh, what was it? Oh, he's just retired now. Isn't Where's he? Schneider? Schneider. Remember him? He played for Bayern Munich. No, never. Schneider. Schneider played for Bayern Munich. I don't know. Oh, well. Inter Milan. Inter Milan. Yeah. Galatasaray. But, uh, yeah, I remember him, but I thought he was linked with United, I wasn't and we didn't get him. him. I was, I was, I was I a little bit good, but not like. Oh me. No, I was. I wanted him. Yeah. I think for me it was Ronaldinho. Because like, it looks so much like it was happening. You're in school. Oh, it like, was happening. Lads. It was happening. Ronaldinho is coming. And we never sold Barcelona Beckham. So then they had the money left. Um, 
to go and get Ronaldinho. Mate. So if we sold them Beckham, we would have got Ronaldinho, but we wouldn't have got Cristiano Ronaldo. See, it's interesting, isn't it? For me, it was Batistua. Loved Do you remember when he scored? See, I'd he would have been mental. I just have well. weird memories of Roy Carroll when he let one through yeah, his hands. Oh, I was behind that goal. Yeah. In right. Pissed off. Like, fucking Roy Carroll, but then I was half of me was like, I've got to see That's what I mean. Right. Man. We've done so much reminiscing in today's podcast. No, but can I just say something about Batistuta? Go on. When you go home, everyone, watch there's a free kick he scored for Fiorentina, which is about six yards, seven yards out. It was a, obviously a pass yeah. back. Um, and you never see the ball move. You just hear the net go. <laughs> like it makes a surreal noise. Please go and find that goal and watch it and just listen to the net noise. Good to have a listen to that. Net but, noise um, is great. Yeah, we've, we've done loads of reminiscing in today's podcast, but let's not forget, we are starting the Premier League season. <laughs> yeah. This is the last this podcast. Is the the reason we're reminiscing is because... Insight and analysis you get on full-time we say here. We reminisce about times when we were successful to say this. Yeah. yeah, it's well, coming back. It's all right. a nice link. It's a lead. It's leading. See, you see, exactly. And we've had players. We've had teams poorer than the team we've got this season and won the league. With no, it. we haven't. No, we haven't. No, no probably not. not. <laughs> probably not. Really, never has we? that happened yeah. in the history of Manchester United football. Probably not actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally pick any Premier League winning team we've ever had, or any league winning team we've ever had, and it's better than our current squad. Because the midfield is just Fergie's last season. The only Fergie's player... last season. Are you nuts? For me, Rio, Rio's best season. I'm not. I, I still say that. And you know what? Rooney was. Rooney was fucking. Rooney was even good for the first Moyes season. For the Moyes season, no, I wasn't. Van he Persie was. Not, he was, was our best sick. player that season. Was sick. Carrick was still. Van Persie min- dragged us. Van yeah, Persie dragged us for a few well, months. And then you're looking at back goal. four. You know, Real. I thought I had a mint season. Rafa, Rafa, uh, Evra, Vidic, and his last. Well, it's obviously that like, pissed me off. That, let's not talk about that because I love every Vidic and no, what I did that season really. Right, all right then. Uh, who's starting first game of the season? What's the team? We're changing our mind now. I said Lukaku. I think last time. I would oh, say. Oh, no, no, I'm going to do this. That in the defense has picked itself for Sunday, <laughs> definitely. So De Gea, Maguire, Maguire yeah. Lindelof. That's it. It's all Wan-Bissaka, Wan-Bissaka, and Shaw. Defense yeah. is done. McTominay. It's got to be McTominay. Pogba, Lingard. I can just No, no. Is his, is his front three not Lingard, Martial, and Rashford? Lingard, Martial, Rashford, Matter, I think. I can see, yeah. That matter, matter, I don't matter think Daniel James will start, and I don't no. think he should start. No. I think he'll play a part, though. Yeah, yeah. he'll come off. He'll, he'll come on. If we need him, especially. I think we're going to beat Chelsea. 3 0. I think it's going to be a shit game, man. Shit game, 0 0. Hopefully, the air, I hope it's not one of them. The anyway. air will fuck up this season. It will, we ain't even got a screen at Old Trafford to watch. Yeah, yeah. So are we going to get know what the hell's going you on? You know what United should do? See... They should make an app. Well, first they need to give everyone Wi-Fi connection in there. Can where I we can got watch the, app? the VR, de- <laughs> VAR decisions on our phones. Mate, that's what it's called, right? Order that. you, that's an idea there. You've got but... all these sponsors at United. Get an app sponsor. You've got an app. But will we have to, will we have to unfollow it again now? Oh yeah, shit. that's the thing. I, had, I I wasn't even following the United thing, yeah. so I had to follow them. Here's one for so I'm following all. On Instagram, just a waste of ten VAR, minutes of my life. VAR this season. Yeah. Will a team walk off the pitch? No, no, I <laughs> no, no, seriously. No. <laughs> no, no, 
not seriously. If the, if it's controversial, <laughs> you're, you're, someone's I'm not. Well, I just right, want to say, go on. A team, some 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 team will get. Well, it'll cost them some at the end of the season or during the season. Will a team walk off? Because no, you two, you two twat. I fucking hope a team walks off now and I can fucking play <laughs> that back to you and say Andy yeah, told you. Do you remember when Liam tried to walk off when Gary Neville started getting involved? The thing went mad at him. Anything's possible in football. A team can walk off. All right, they might go back on after five minutes, but the bit. The stadium will be absolutely sort of thing Liverpool would do. You know it. You know Klopp's getting his team off the pitch. um, A Premier League prediction like that. That a mad Premier League prediction. Five minutes a season. Uh, An animal that's going to be on the pitch at some point in the season. That happens every year. Yeah, what's the animal going to be predicting? It's always a cat. Did you see that that referee? Was it in Bolivia the other day? He did the VAR sign when he got VAR in that league. He went like he went. He, ran, he did a decision like he blew a whistle, and then he ran over to the sideline, and he went. He pointed to the penalty spot, and went like that, <laughs> and then like everyone on Twitter was saying like, "This is like went viral. This is guy." So he who, basically someone told him the decision, and he pretended. He yeah, he pretended it was VAR, like the linesman or someone. So he went like that. Is that your wally of the week? I don't know. I quite liked him, man. I think I set examples. <laughs> did you wally of the week, it. guys? Before we go, uh, Dybala. No, really? Yeah, I don't know. No, Lukaku. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to go Lukaku. What's he playing at? Yeah, I'll go. Train, train at the club you're currently at. There's no need to go back to Anderlecht. It's just, it, it's embarrassing. Train at Man United, wait till your deal's sorted, then go. If it don't get sorted, guess what, mate? You're staying in the reserves. Get used to it. Oh. Pay you enough. I'll go with Lukaku as well. You've made your bed, laying it and rot. Oh. It's difficult not to say Lukaku, just oh. the way he's treated us, man. It's just shabby. Full house for Romelu Lukaku on this week's Wally of the Week. Um, I totally agree with everyone. There's ways to go around it if you want to leave. If you're not first choice, you consider yourself to be first choice elsewhere. Happy days. You know, you do that. But don't take the piss out of Manchester United. The club that's paying your wages, don't be, you know, headed like, go and train at Carrington. What's your problem? They've got facilities there. Go and use them. If you want to act professional, because that's what I think is trying to give the impression. I'm an actual professional. So here I am, look, I'm training still with Anderlecht. If you're an actual professional, go to your football club that pays your wages, get your training in, and then wait for your move. But the thing is, is Belen's been running his mouth on Twitter and posting stuff that he shouldn't have. Probably got a bollocking already from the club. Definitely. So therefore, his teammates and his manager are already pissed off with him. They probably don't even want to see his face. So the ability for him to act professional is gone by the fact that he acts like a clown online. I'm ashamed, I, I'm disappointed by that, Romelu. Like, I really am. I really wanted him to come to the club. I really wanted him to be a success. He hasn't been. And whilst some things could have been different, whilst he probably didn't deserve as much abuse as he gets online and stuff, I think you handle yourself differently. And I think he's gone about it the wrong way. So you fully deserve Wally of the Week. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. You make the comparison with Pogba and he got on with it in pre-season. Didn't you were there. You saw him in the training and all the rest of it, meeting the fans. I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm reserving reserving judgment with Pogba a little bit. I want to see how he actually plays. I want to see if he plays like he wants to play it. And I, I, he well, it has do. been. Yeah, but... In, I know it's only pre-season, but... Yeah, well, it's some of, the, some of the stuff... I know, I know, but give it a sec. Let's see. He, oi, I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to turn up against Chelsea. Anyway, guys, that's been the Full-Time Devils podcast. Uh, remember, deadline day will be live all throughout the day. We've got the Chelsea preview coming for you very, very soon this week as well. It'll be another Skype preview. Fan cams at the weekend. 
um, and loads more stuff in the pipeline. So keep it locked to Full Time Devils. Make sure you're checking these guys out on social media as well. Gaz has got a new show on BBC Radio Manchester. Weekday, 6pm, uh, talking balls, get on it. Monday to Friday, 6 to 7. Is it 6 till 7? PM. Um, him and his co-host, uh, which isn't me. <laughs> How dare he? Uh, bit, talking bit order, talking balls Matt on the phone, BBC. phone up and cause you some trouble. <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Yeah, you've got Andy Tate on the line. Listen in for Andy Tate on Gaz's show. Um, but yeah, guys, keep it like. Make sure you check out The Athletic as well. Yeah, the we'll link put... is in the description below um, for The Athletic for your free trial um, using the full-time Devils link. With all that being said, all that's left to say is United are winning the league. Oh, See come on. Don't clip that up. <laughs> clip it up, mate. Inject that into my veins, that clip. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.